strange and unexpected ways. He was an intruder. He knew that, but he couldn't have left if he tried, and he wouldn't have tried for the world. Having set eyes on her, his curiosity was piqued. He reminded himself that this was just another story, but deep down inside, he suspected more complex forces drew him forward. His shoes made a muted tap on the marble tiles as he crossed the terrace, but she seemed not to hear. Lost in that tiny world encompassing her baby and her, she neither looked up nor turned. When he was within reaching distance, he stopped. Mrs. Stone. Her head flew around then, eyes wide and startled. I'm sorry, he said with an odd gentleness. I didn't mean to frighten you. For a minute she said nothing, simply looked at him, studying his eyes as though they could tell her what she wanted or needed to know. Who are you? she said at last. Derek McGill. She continued to study him. One of her brows lowered for the briefest instant in a frown she quickly mastered. Why does that sound familiar? I'm a reporter with outside insight. You may have seen some of my work. She lowered her chin to the child's head, and he could have sworn that her arms tightened fractionally. Both gestures suggested protectiveness. He could understand that. How did you get in? Her voice held wariness while her eyes held his. Their hold was strong. He'd never seen eyes quite like them, though he doubted it had as much to do with their pale green coloring as with the blend of emotions they betrayed. Among other things, he saw fear, and while he'd have been delighted to see that if he were confronting a bureaucrat with allegations of corruption, he regretted seeing it in Sabrina Stone. So he said without pride, I tagged along with three fellows who were visiting one of the other apartments. That took care of the doorman. Your maid was satisfied when I said that we were old friends and you were expecting me. That wasn't true. I know. But I wanted to speak with you. I've tried to call several times. Your husband is protective of your privacy. You've spoken with him? Derek caught sight of a small, almost imperceptible tick in the delicate skin beneath her left eye. It was the kind that came from being overtired or overwrought. He suspected that with Sabrina it was the latter. I haven't spoken with him directly. He never returned my calls, but eventually he left a message that if I tried to reach him again, he'd call the president of the network. A flicker of hardness passed through her eyes, and she nodded. Derek gave a lopsided smile. He'd do that? Yes, she paused. The hardness was gone, replaced by a hint of a plea, though her voice was as soft and controlled as ever. What do you want? Just to talk. His gaze dropped to the child's curls. As he viewed them closer now and from a different angle, he could see that they were more light brown than blonde. Is he sleeping? he asked, leaning sideways to see the child's face. One view gave him his answer. The child's large brown eyes were wide open, focused on nothing at all. Derek had seen many a tragedy in the course of his work. He'd viewed grossly deformed burn victims, pathetically spindly victims of malnutrition, severely maimed victims of war, and still he'd managed to keep a certain distance between him and his subjects. But the sight of this child, with baby fine hair the color of pecans, a button nose, tiny lips and pale, butter-soft skin, wrenched at his heart. He's beautiful, 
he whispered. Yes, she said. Derek looked up to catch the sadness in her eyes. How old is he? Sixteen months. His name? Nicholas. After his father. Derek should have guessed that. Nicholas Stone had never been known for either modesty or understatement. The man was a winner. He was of the breed that coupled smarts with a determination to make every venture successful. Derek couldn't help but wonder how the man viewed his son, whether what he'd assumed to be protectiveness had in fact been embarrassment or shame. If so, his heart went out to the woman before him. His research said that parents of the brain damage suffered unimagined trials, and up close, her face bore testimony to that. Faint smudges were visible beneath her eyes. Strain had traced tiny grooves by the sides of her mouth. And though her skin looked nearly as smooth and soft,